party people. Welcome once again to the Party of One podcast, the RPG podcast built for two. I am your host, as always, Jeff Stormer. This week, Quinn Wilson, host of the Swallows of the South podcast, joins me for a playtest of Evil Hat's new Fate Core module, Shadow of the Century. Shadow of the Century is the sequel to their smash hit RPG, Spirit of the Century, which takes the two-fisted pulp action of the 1930s and updates it to the sleek, dangerous world of 1980s action TV and movies, where the villains are cold and monolithic, and the heroes are damaged and rebellious. It is awesome, and I cannot wait for the game to come out so you can enjoy it. A link to learn more can be found in the show notes. Two quick notes. One, the audio on my end in this episode is a little wonky. There were some background noise issues I was dealing with that I wasn't fully aware of until I was editing, and removing them made things sound not quite as good as it usually does. I apologize for that. Two, because this is a playtest, I left in a few things that I would normally cut out. There's some rules discussion and some like post-game playtest chat. I felt like it was important to hear the areas where we bumped up against the rules a little bit. Because this is a playtest, I thought that was valuable information to have. Just as a heads up. With all that said, let's throw it over to me in the past so he can get on with the show. Take it past me. Thanks, future me. This week I am joined by Quinn Wilson of Swallows of the South. Quinn, how are you doing, buddy? I'm doing so well, Jeff. How are you? I'm doing really well. Um, So right off the top of the bat, uh, let's talk about Swallows of the South. All right. So Swallows of the South is an actual play podcast that I game master where me and three of my wonderful trained performers. I'm sorry, that was awkward. Three of my wonderful friends who also happen to be trained performers play the Exalted 3rd Edition role-playing game. Exalted has been a game that has meant... A lot to me throughout the years. I've been attached to it for a long, long time, and 3rd Edition has just come out and really refines a lot about the game that I love, and I've got a bunch of talented people that I have locally, so I figured why not use this as a venue to share my love. That makes perfect sense. That's I, I've been really enjoying Swallows of the South. I've been listening to it. I'm about at episode, I think, I think I'm on three now. I've been really enjoying it. Oh, thank you. Yeah, so this week we are playing a game that I am very, very excited about. We're playing the playtest of Shadow of the Century, uh, Evil Hat's uh, sequel to their smash hit game Spirit of the Century, which um, it moves the game from the 1920s and 30s, which is where Spirit of the Century took place, into the world of the 1980s, and I am, suffice to say, I'm madly in love with this game. This 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 game's doing it for me. It is beautifully evocative. It really is, and it's like a ju- and it's like a style that I really gravitate towards anyway. So it's something that like I remember they announced that it was one of their Kickstarter stretch goals for the original Fake Core was like, hey, we're doing this game, and I was like, oh my gosh! So yeah, so now that it's almost out, like I'm the happiest I can be. It's it's really really good. So. Let's stop talking about it and start playing it. What do you What do you say? Oh, absolutely! I'm so game. So let's meet your character this week. All right. So I'm going to be playing Augustine Chu, who is a heavily conflicted individual. He comes from a background of crime, specifically in the setting as presented in Shadow of the Century. 
there's this kind of loose conglomerate of various crime families and organizations known as the Gentleman's Agreement. And he was embroiled with some of those kind of, well, one of those criminal organizations. And he recently left when he realized that he wasn't maybe as committed to doing those bad things as he had once thought that he was. That makes sense. He, yeah, that makes sense. You know, you, you, when you re, he discovered he had a heart or a conscience a little bit. Exactly. Yeah. So um, this is probably a good time to introduce a little bit of the background of Shadow of the Century, just in general, is Spirit of the Century was a game about um, spectacular individuals called the Centurions, who were born at January 1st, 1900. They represented a sort of core idea of the century. Their life was bigger than average. And for the first maybe 40, 45 years of the century, they were sort of the go-to do-gooders. They were the heroes. They were the people that we looked to for inspiration. Then World War II happened, and things kind of changed. The people stopped looking at them as the same kind of heroes, and they sort of fell by the wayside. McCarthyism happened, the Cold War happened, and just the world stopped needing those same heroes. Which led to their enemies, the Shadows, taking over. The The game book describes them as winning to the point where they're no longer even the villains, they're the status quo. So we find ourselves in the mid-80s, where a new kind of hero, the damaged new wave hero has to sort of step up and take their place and sort of try to guide, try to break the status quo away from these overwhelming villains, one of whom is the Gentleman's Agreement, which is crime families from around the world have sort of banded together. They've moved away from the formal, like, supervillain groups of the early parts of the century, like the World Crime League, and have sort of just enacted a series of loose rules that sort of, that they, that they sort of work together in a capacity, and they just make sure that they're not messing with each other, that they're messing with those that would prefer there not be crime. So, with that background out of the way, I think we're ready to dive into the game. The first thing I want to ask you about uh, Augustine Chu is now that preferred pronouns for Augustine, is it he? Yes. Now that he's out of the business, he's out of the game, so to speak, what's he doing? Like is he still is he still taking on odd jobs? Does he have a nine to five? Like what's his what's his life look like now that he's not a criminal? So he definitely is not committing to that nine to five thing. He is taking on odd jobs and is focused as much as he can within those jobs and then those hours when he's not working on trying to dismantle or kind of break down the infrastructure that. In his time with the crime families, he helped to build. Okay, that makes sense. So we join Augustine at the end of one of these uh, late night missions of his. We join him. Um, so, and the, my second question is: What exactly do you see Augustine's like specialty as? What was his? What was he really? What was he the best at? as a criminal, and how is he sort of applying that to being, to taking down the empires that he helped establish? Augustine's Ballywick is kind of in that place where, if you imagine if James Bond was more of a criminal than a spy, he's competent in some of the more martial aspects of crime, but he really excels at 
the sort of investigatory and social aspects. He prefers to build bridges and alliances as opposed to bringing things into more physical conflict. So he definitely facilitated a lot of agreements and that sort of thing, as opposed to being more of a hitman type sure, character. Sure, sure, sure. That makes sense. So we open on a series of shots of the city of Shorevale, where our story takes place. We zoom in on an office building. There is a man in a finely tailored suit. He's flipping through a file. How this man is, we will call him Johnny Nine Fingers. Which is ironic, because he has eleven fingers. Ah, one of those nicknames. Yes. My question, my, my, my next question for you, is you you worked with Johnny Nine Fingers. You helped him, like you helped you pulled a job with him, and now he's sort of in this. Now he's sort of in a higher up position within the local crime, the the local gang that has sort of taken hold. We sort of get a montage of the of like news reports talking about this gang, the minions of the spider. The spider, the the spider's organization, he has sort of moved up in these ranks, and now he's sort of in the midst, in the middle of it. So let me ask you, how? What do you think that you did with Johnny Nine Fingers, and that'll help flesh out exactly who he is and what he does as you shake him down in the early uh, in this first scene? So I'm definitely imagining Johnny Nine Fingers as being this real kind of creepy two-faced lawyer type character all right who is definitely kind of assisting in a lot of book cooking and spurious litigations that are keeping the the minions on the street and so i definitely okay. think that the major role that augustine played in these previous engagements was helping him collect a lot of dirt on the prosecuting attorneys in a lot of these cases and helping his status by tearing down these uh, these other individuals. Oh, that's perfect. So I imagine that you're probably here to essentially take back those files, the the stuff that you've given him to sort of free those uh, those prosecutors from that sort of blackmail grip that this organization has had on them. Does that make sense? That sounds perfect. Okay. So we join, yeah, so we get, we open on, like, some wide shots of the city. We get some news reports about the Spiders organization and how they are, how they have sort of moved in and they're, they're relying, you know, no one can really place them and no one can place their minions and no one, the big thing is no one knows the identity of the Spider. They could be anyone. They, they operate using su- uh, su- uh, superstition and fear and shadow tactics. So we get a lot of these news reports, and we cut to Johnny Nine Fingers. He's on the he's on the phone, and we get a shot of that sixth finger on one of his hands, and he's like, "Yeah, this is great. Uh, this is they they." He's telling a story about how uh, a prosecutor has taken someone in, and he's like, "Yeah, we'll put the heat on him. Don't worry. I've got we've got the stuff, and I can always just say that the spider's going to be in town in a few days, and that'll that usually works to shake him up. They'll drop the case in no time." And he hangs up the phone, and you're directly in front of him. I think that it's time that Rebecca Cornwall was freed from her 
obligations to the spider, if you understand what I'm talking about. I'm afraid that this time, Brian is going to be put away. Uh, uh, Augustine, it's, um, it's good to see you. How, how are you? I, I, I thought that you had probably left town, given the, the, uh, things that had happened. Uh, not that I'd heard anything, not that I've heard stories. That's not, um, <laughs> um, hmm. I put my palm down on the desk and lean forward. I've got a bad habit of sticking around where people expect me to leave. And I'm putting that habit to good use now. I'm unsticking some of the other dirt that I've been stuck down here with. Dirt like you. Uh, you know, I, I I have to say that I resent uh, the use of the word dirt. I prefer alternative business person. But, uh, you know, six of one, half a dozen of the other. Um, maybe we could... Uh, I don't know. Make a make a deal, perhaps. So I think I'm going to now ask you for your first roll. Absolutely. So I think um, as to sort of um, really have the conflict between you and Nine Fingers, I'm going to ask you for a roll. It'll probably be provoke, unless you have another skill that you think would work better. Yeah, I've got. Pretty good provoke and persuade, but it definitely feels right here like I'm putting pressure on him more than I am offering him a good alternative, so I'll take provoke. Okay. Alrighty. And that is a net one. Okay. Um, I... I think I'm actually going to compel this guy. Particularly because... Well, I'm going to say that... I'm going to say that um, as I explain why I'm compelling this guy. So he... You put the pressure on him a little bit. And you can kind of feel on the back of your neck that it's probably not... That comment that he made about hearing things, like, there are definitely some rumors about you about you at this point and your recent developments that we'll get into, that you're, that, that feels fresh. The wound feels fresh. So you're probably not as, as stable as you're letting off, right? Oh, absolutely. Augustine is a man on the edge. So I think that, like, you're feeling that shake, but he, he kind of crumbles a little bit faster than he should, and he's like, and he lets something slip. So I'm going to take this fake point for use later. Ooh, he, he leans in, he's like, please, please, you can't do this, not now, not not when the meeting is so close. Did I say that out loud? I shouldn't have said that out loud. Am I still saying no. this out loud? You're always saying this out loud, Johnny. Oh, I really gotta work on that. Oh, Johnny, it's, you're gonna, Johnny, you gotta work on your internal monologue. It's just, it's so hard, and you know, I just, I just want people to like me. I'm doing it again, I'm doing it again, I'm sorry. That was on me. I, I place my hand down on the file and begin to pull it away from him. No, Johnny. Never change a thing. And I yank it. Okay, okay but let me, make you, let me make you a deal. Let me make you a deal. What I need from you is you need to tell people that you beat me up. In exchange, 
I realize you've got a lot of the leverage here. In exchange, I can offer you something. And what is it that you have to offer me? How about a hot tip? You're talking about unsticking the things that got you stuck around town. How about a tip on the stickiest web of all? I think that I might be amenable to that. Talk. Okay. So, you didn't hear this from me. Or if you did, you beat it out of me. That's the deal. That's the deal. This is a deal. This is a binding contract. I'm a lawyer. Yeah, that'll, he'll believe that. You're a lawyer. Don't forget you're a lawyer. But Cross my heart and hope to die. There's a meeting coming up in a few days. Not just of the Spiders organization. Not just of the family. Everyone's going to be there. Everyone? Everyone? The, the entire coast. Every, every crime outfit on the entire coast is going to be there. But that's not, a, that's not, that's not, what am I trying to say here? That's not the, that's not the piece de resistance. The spider's gonna be there. The spider. The, the, the spider. Uh, and, and you know that, yeah, the spider is the head of the entire organization. They are, they, mm-hmm. no one knows who the spider is. They could be anyone. But to find, to hear that the actual real spider's gonna be somewhere. Yeah, Johnny, you are... An absolute treat. Just a pleasure. Well, thank and you. Do you mean that? Or are you, are you just saying that? He's probably just saying that. Oh, man. I crack my knuckles and say, I appreciate the information, but if I'm going to go around telling people that this information was pressed out of you and people look to you and... Mm, you're not looking the part. No one's going to be very happy. You promise to sit still for a minute? Johnny, you gotta stop. You gotta stop telling people that you, they need to tell people that you beat, they beat you up. This happened, this is... Augustine, this is the fifth time this has happened this month. Yeah, I'll sit still. And then I think that we just sideswipe over as you crack your knuckles. Absolutely. Yeah, we just sideswipe over and he's like, his head's in his hand, sideswipe... Um, so now, so you know that there's a big meeting of the, the gentleman's agreement coming up. Mm-hmm. So, and you know that, that if the spider's gonna be there in person, this is, this is beyond just a normal, like, carving up of, carving up of districts type meeting. This is, there's something, there's something going down that if you can figure out how to stop it, like, that's a big win. Oh, okay. Uh, flashback though, there is one other thing that Johnny Ninefinger says to you. Like, so we we I says you're dry. Well, we cut to um, Augustine later on, but he gets a quick flashback because he's a little bit shaken. Because mm-hmm. uh, as you're as you're punching Johnny Ninefingers, he lets out. Oh, I sh- oh God, I should mention. Ow, I should mention. Um, she's gonna be there. She. Um, this is, and this is, this is the issues I was alluding to earlier that I was really excited to get dig into as well. Mm-hmm. What is the name of your, um, what is the name of and the full nature of relationship of your ex-partner? So. Was she your ex-wife, an ex-girlfriend, ex-boyfriend, husband, whatever? Yeah, I've actually been toying around with that and as tempted as I am to make it, um, an ex-boyfriend or ex-husband, 
I also like the idea of having a woman in this considerable position of power. I, I was feeling the same way, yeah. I'm going to say that her name is Florence, and she is essentially the ringleader of most of the crime that's moving on and going on in Shorevale right now. She's maybe not who people look to or read about in the newspapers when big crime stuff goes down, but that's because she's good at keeping behind these people who make easier marks than she is. That makes sense. She's the she's the face behind the face. Oh, and specific relationship. I would say ex-wife, but that implies that divorce papers have been filed. Okay. Yeah, I uh, like that a lot. And hasn't quite been enough time for that, and they're both pretty broken up about this. They like each other, even if they're set on these different sides of this divide at the moment. That makes sense. So separated. So you're separated. Yes. Taking okay, a break yeah. in the most serious ways. So you're punching him, and he's like, she's going to be there. And he's like, she? And he's like, Florence, she's... The spider has requested her there. I don't know. She's, I guess, part a big part of this. It's not... Please... I, I feel like I'm pretty beat up already. You know what? That's... That's good to hear, but... For that last little tidbit of information, that crooked smile of yours has always really bugged me, Johnny. Just <laughs> give me one second to try to set that straight. And we smash back to me behind the wheel of the car. Yeah. So, you don't know where, and you don't know... You don't know where, you have an idea of when in a few days. You don't know where, and you don't know, like, how to get in, especially since you're on the outs with the ringleader of crime in Shorevale. So this is going to be when you're going to be chasing down some leads. So I'm Excellent. going to lay out a few aspects for this scene, just so we have them, because I like I feel like it's nice to have them out and about. They make for good hooks. Yeah, so the first one is just uh, like an environmental aspect. It's just that this takes place in downtown Shorevale. Shorevale is an mm-hmm. all-American city. So we've got downtown Shorevale, and you're, you're, you're kind of investigating leads... Among the other aspects that I'm going to lay out is former friends and bitter enemies. So those are the two aspects that I'm going to add to the scene. It's former friends and what? Bitter enemies. Excellent. So let me ask you, how is Augustine chasing down the leads as to where this is happening, what they're, what they're meeting about, the, the, the who, what, where, when, and why of all this? So Augustine is going to pull up to one of these awful, awful dive bars in downtown Shorevale, because I'm imagining that this is, given the time, a sort of pre- or mid-gentrification sort of downtown area. So there's a lot of real, real greasy dive bars. And at the back of one of these dive bars is uh, sort of an illegal gambling ring that tends to to get run and so he is basically going to come and talk to the goodness there's a word for this i don't know all that much about gambling um, oh um but the person just, running the room yeah i think it's just we'll just say the host i, I mean we all we know what we're right there's the a word for it but it escapes us both at the moment yeah, yeah. so 
let's one of the mechanics that I really like in the game that we that we kind of put off uh, for the show so that we can kind of demonstrate how it works. We did it a little bit with Johnny Nine Fingers, but I wanted to like dig in a little bit further. Is laying out the cast of our of our film that we're making. Okay. So the way this is going to work is we're going to write down we're going to we've got we've got this character, mm-hmm. the host of this of this gambling den or ringleader. I think ringleader is probably the, the closest word, but. Mm-hmm. So we're going to lay out who they are and a few ticks about them, a few like. Sticks almost pieces of background that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. I'm thinking we'll do four. That way we can do two each. So um, one of us can give the name and a thing, and then we'll just go back and forth twice. Does that work for you? Sounds great. Cool. So I will go first and say, um, his name is Huck Spindley. I like it, Huck Spindley. His thing is, he is, and I realized that I, I immediately thought of this shtick because there's a very specific episode of It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia about this, but I think that he's a short, squat little man, much like, but distinct from Danny DeVito. I and like it. Danny DeVito-esque man. <laughs> that gives me a lot of hooks to pull on. So what do you think, a thing about his background, a thing that he does, some, uh, a detail about him? Mm, so I like the idea that this is the only thing that he has left. Like, he's essentially abandoned everything in his personal life for this operation. And okay. maybe it's still not essentially flourishing. I like that a lot. Okay. And, um, I actually feel like that's perfect. I think two is a good number, actually. I agree. So, yeah, so he's, he's watching this game go down, and he's kind of like, the money has started to, like, really pile up at the middle of the table, and he's kind of, like, getting excited about it, and then he, and then he sees that you're behind him, and he's like, well, oh, oh, hey, it's, oh, um, listen, listen, I, I haven't talked, spoken to Florence, I haven't heard anything about you two. I shouldn't have mentioned Florence. I'm sorry. It's been a. I've been working for Swell for 16 hours now, so I just need need you to know that. I understand what it's like to pull a long shift, Huck. Egg salad sandwich, and I pull out a like from a bag. I hand it over to him. Yeah, you know my favorites. You know what I like, and he starts real grossly eating that sandwich. Oh it's yeah, there's bits. Piling up around the corners of his mouth. So many bits of egg. It's awful. So, you don't know anything about Florence. You don't know anything about me. Nope. I've I've heard that you've been trying to push for an expansion lately. You're looking to move a little bit beyond this whole gambling deal. Looking to move some more illicit products. Is that correct? You know, if something falls off a truck... Are you, did you want some sandwich? I'm fine. I've okay. had quite enough to eat today. Uh, you know, if something falls off a truck, I, I like to I like to pick up on it. I like to, you know, see if I can find it a good home. Yes, and I've heard that you've been talking to someone who's got a lot of connections to trucks with loose axles and people with full pockets. Is 
that a correct understanding of what you've been up to since we last spoke? Um, wouldn't have any idea what you're talking about. And he starts to, like, gesture. He starts to rub his fingers together. So I'm now going to ask you for a, um, uh, what is persuade roll? All right. I was wondering if you were going to go for resources there for a second. Either one, if you feel like it's, if you feel like you'd rather try to buy it off, I just figured. No, I think persuade's good. I, I deliberately built him so that he didn't have any resources because I liked, I struggled with it for a minute, but I decided I liked the idea of him being disconnected from infrastructure. Yeah, and I, I feel like that's also just a really great, like, 80s motif is just the, the protagonist that is also just, just shy of living in squalor. Absolutely. All right. But, Here's Persuade. All right. So, three minus one is two. Okay. Um, uh, so, he's got a three. So, if you want to spend an aspect, if you want to spend a fate point, which I believe you have three of them at the moment. Hmm. Double check exactly how many you begin play with. Yeah, I definitely have a refresh of three. Yeah, so you start, with, you start the scene with three. So, I think that I'm going to lean in, kind of put my hand on his shoulder. Huck, I... You know that not a lot of people like you, right? I like you, Huck. I think that there's something about you that's admirable. You're a man with dedication. I like you, too. So, I like you. You like me. How about... We just make this easier on all of us, so that I don't have to add you to a growing list of people that I like, that I'm on the wrong side of. So, that's me. Uh, goodness, the system... Tr- I'm, uh, I'm invoking my conflicted ex-saboteur concept, or okay. aspect. Yeah, I think, that, I, think that's a great, I think that's a great invocation. So, I think you, you succeed... At the roll. He's like, yeah, no, we're friends. This is, we're friends. I, I, you're right. I, you're right. I don't want to bring business between us. We're, you're, you're good. You're a good guy. Anytime you want to come here, you want to throw down a few hands of poker, you know, you let me know. I'll hook you up with a few chips. And he leans in. The chips are basically worthless. I know. I know that. <laughs> I'll so, always wh- bring you a sandwich anyway. That's, you know what I like. It's this guy, this guy right here, he knows what I like. Busy man, no time to eat. We, 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 we spin, we, he's like, he's pointing at you and the camera spins around his back and the two of you are at a table. And there's a few, a few empty, uh, glasses, a few shot containers. And now is when I ask if you're drinking anything, because he's been drinking all of these shots. So I think that definitely given the way that Augustine approaches issues, he likes to ingratiate himself as much as possible. So he's definitely got maybe one or two beer bottles that are sitting on the counter or sitting on this table. But he's not pushing himself to a place of like super drunkenness, but... He's definitely participating. You, you, you let me know. What do you want now? Look, it's... <laughs> I just need to know who is 
pushing this product. I need, you know, you're a man down here on the street. And I know what it's like to be down here on the street. I spent most of my life on the street, Huck. But I'm looking, I'm looking to go one level higher. I just need a boost. Just give me that boost, Huck. When, now, let me ask you something. I'm gonna, I want you to you be real with me. Because I'm Huck. It's your old buddy. Huck, I'm I'm gonna be real with you, Huck. When you're when you're talking about a boost, are you are you talking about like selling, or are you talking about taking it to the next level? Like you talking Huck. about taking it to the next level, or are you talking about taking it to the next level? Huck, Huck, how how long have we known each other, Huck? You know I'm always I'm always going for the next level. Oh, the next le- Okay. Well, here's what I got. Here's what I can tell you. In two days, Morrissey Plaza. That's, you know, that, the one, that, the big hall one. It's all glass. It's, uh, it's so nice. It's so nice. I took a tour there. I t- I'm sorry, what was I saying? Oh, yeah. Morrissey Plaza. Two days. Have you heard about this meeting? It's going down? Uh, I, I maybe heard a thing or two here or there, you know. People whisper, but it's hard to get details. You know, Florence is going to be there, though, right? I'm just letting you know. I know. I know Florence is going to be there. That's the only thing anyone seems to tell me anymore is Florence is going to be there. Like, like I don't know what's going on. Sorry, bud. Sorry, bud. I'm I, I'm getting a little emotional. I, I, I'm, I'm, so, I'm sorry. I just... I love you, man. I love you. I love this man. I, I love my little spindly man. All right, two days. Morrissey Plaza. There's going to be a Morrissey meeting. Morrissey Plaza. I don't know what about, but they said bring, they said bring money. They said they said bring small bills, but a lot of them. Lot sounds of- to me like some kind of an auction, right? That's what it sounds like, right? Could could be an auction. Could be an auction. So I'm thinking, I if you can get. Some kind of credentials, or maybe, uh, I don't know, talk to somebody, see if there's somebody that you can get in with. Oh my god. Or find a way to sneak in. Oh my god. Or just, god. like, blend in. What? What is it? No. You know, Zach, Zach Dempsey, man. Zach Dempsey, he's always got credentials. He's the best forger around, you know? And he still owes me one. He owes me two sandwiches. Two two sandwiches, two man? Two sandwiches. So you talk to Zach Dempsey. You tell him Huck wants two sandwiches. I'll get you those. I will get you those sandwiches, my man. All right. So I think that, like, we now we wavy. Like, the screen goes wavy, and it's the next morning. Mm-hmm. And you are just rolling out of bed. Yeah. Definitely... Palm to forehead, and I take out my little black book, because Lord knows I don't have a cell phone. <laughs> right. Um, And I flip it open to the page that has Zach Dempsey's information on it. Okay. And so, yeah, I'm looking to go grab right. some credentials here. All right. Well, first, I'm going to ask you for a roll, and then we're going to flesh out this character. Awesome. Sound good? 
Uh, I'm going to ask you for a contacts roll to see exactly where you stand with Zach Dempsey and what he can what he can give you, and if it's going to cost something. Awesome. And you can you can feel free to invoke any aspects for that, especially uh, if you've wanted to invoke former friends and bitter enemies. That would be a good one if you need an invoke because you said you've already established that he owes you one. Yeah. So. Um... <sighs> don't want to blow all my fate points just yet but at the same time that just leaves me open to a lot of a lot of compels and compels are really what drives the whole thing in fate so i i yeah. think i am going to spend a point okay. on, on well, that. i'd say roll i'd say you can you can even just roll first and see like if you need it the number you want to beat is a three okay and my contact score is two yeah, no, that's a minus one. I seem to be exclusively rolling minus ones right now, so that's a, a just a plain one. So I'm going to invoke that. I'm going to invoke. Okay. Um. Yeah. So so you 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 succeed at the roll. Uh, you tie it, so you succeed at a slight cost, a minor cost. The cost being um, Zach Dempsey. Uh, why don't you give me a thing about Zach Dempsey, and I'll take the other one. So I like the idea that Zach Dempsey is from money okay but he's very estranged with his family he you know was kind of that party kid who just never got back in the fold and that's mm-hmm. why he's kind of taken up this uh larcenous career okay i like uh, going with that i like the idea that he's this party that he is younger than but slightly I think he's the way I'll describe it is I think he's older than like a party guy should be. Absolutely. So he's kind of like awkwardly like trying to be that sort of slumming early twenties, but he's definitely in his like mid thirties. Mm-hmm. So you show up, and he's got a nice apartment, but it's not super nice because he's trying real consciously to like slum it, and he's in a robe. He's in like an open robe and boxer shorts. Oh yeah. Augustine, what's going on, bro? Uh, Zach, what's what is happening, my man? What's 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 cracking, bro? You staying frosty? So frosty, man. Is that a thing they say? Is that a thing they say? I think that's a thing they say. We'll we'll say it's a thing. <laughs> oh no, that was in character. Oh, <laughs> that was in character. That was, in character. that was. Oh yeah, no man. That's they say they say that. Yeah, you're a man with your ear to the ground. You know what is going on. Um, that's a hundred percent of thing that people say. I'm I'm the man. I'm the man with I'm the man with the plan, Stan. And the hand. And the hand. They can write me up some good documents. Yeah. Uh, oh, you talking? Is this business? So we can go into my office, and he like takes you into one of the two rooms of this apartment. Or there's like four rooms in the apartment. He takes you into what is clearly like a bedroom, entertainment room, office, and you're sitting on the edge of a futon. So what's uh? What do you need, bro? I'm going to assume that you've heard about these, this meeting that's going on. Everyone seems to be talking about this meeting. Oh yeah, I've heard about that meeting. Right, and I've heard word on the street is that in order to get into that meeting that. A man needs to acquire himself some credentials. Oh, is 
Is that all you need? That's that's easy. Mm, I was gonna say that's easy, but uh, mm. no, it should be fine. It should be fine. It should be good. Look, it should be fine. No, if you're if you're hesitating, you can tell me what's going on. Okay, so here's here's what I'm hesitating about. I maybe sorta. And like, you know, this, I hope this doesn't come between us, but I kind of maybe sort of signed a contract with family to like fill out, to give them some like false credentials so that they could come into the city without being noticed. So I can still like work with you. Like, that's no problem. Like we can, this is, you know, this is personal, that's business, but there's like a slight chance that I might have to just list you as a member of the family. Is that going to be okay? Please say yes, please say yes, please say yes. I get a real grave look on my face as I'm thinking this over. Does this mean that when the time comes, I need to walk in, sit with them, that kind of thing? Probably, but there is a consolation. Because man with the man with the plan. All right, Zach, what's that consolation? So, the gentleman, the rules of the gentleman's agreement state that while you're in a meeting, they can't kill you, they can't betray you, and if you, and, and they, and as long as you act like a gentleman, you're, you're copacetic. So you're saying it's parlay rules? Basically, yeah. (sighs) I mean, I feel like, like an asshole being the one who's saying this, but you do know that Florence is going to be there, right? Oh, I hadn't heard that. I'm so sorry. I hadn't heard that, bro. bro. I feel like you know. I had. I feel heard like that. you're the first person. You're the first person who's told me that that they did not know that. I mean, okay. Look, this full is- disclosure. Can I be honest, Ruth? Can I be? Can I be honest? With you? Be honest, man. I had heard about it. Okay. I mean, you got your ear to the ground, but you know how I feel. You know how I feel about deception. I know. I okay. heard that's one of the things that, you know what, that's that's not my business, so I'm not. I'm going to drop that. Okay, but I mean, you're making it your business. You see that when you tell me that if I want to get into this place, I've got to go with the family. I've got to go with Florence. And I don't know how to tell you this, man, but... I'm scared of that. I'm scared of what's going to happen when I see her. I I do not know what's going to become of me. It could go very poorly in a lot of different ways. I don't know. Am I a time bomb waiting to go off? Or am I a scared child? I don't know. So you're putting me in a pretty vulnerable position here. Do you understand me, Zach? I under I understand that, bro. I I get it. But here's here's my deal. Here's my deal for you. For you, because this is friendship. This isn't business. Your next time that you need you need documents, fifty percent discount. Mm, that's tempting. Tempting. Sixty percent. I'm not going any higher. I won't go to seventy. You know what? Call it fifty percent. And two egg salad sandwiches. You owe Huck. Man, that dude creeps me out, though. He's sad, and he's got 
He's got literally nothing going on for him. You know he hasn't talked to his son in six years. God I did forbid not know that. his daughter. I did not. Oh. She's going to law school. Well, that's pretty bad. I, I recognize that that's bad. Okay, I can give him two. I can give him two sandwiches. That's not. Have a heart, man. I'll have I'll have my dad's butler drop off some sandwiches. Thank you. Fifty percent. Two sandwiches, and uh, I'll accept the responsibility for whatever happens at this meeting. All right, that's fair. Okay, so you've got these credentials. Um, we we cut to. You know what I want to do right now? I think this is. Oh wait, I think. Oh wait, you need a consequence. To do a montage, right? Is that how it works? Montages are. Let's see. I think it establishes a special aspect. Okay. Yep. I know. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. So I, I think I know exactly uh, what I'd like to do. Has at least one consequence on the character sheet. Um. Yeah. That's what I thought. Okay. So we'll save that. Because I want to see, if, if if possible, I want to fit a montage in here, but I don't know. 100% I would like for that to happen. Um. Okay. So. Well, in fact, um, actually, I was, you know, I was just reading Fate Core, and so I think what I'm going to do is, I was just reading a thing about, like, taking, um, one of the uh, things about, like, success at a cost. Mm-hmm. Is you can just give somebody a minor consequence. So I think I'll just do that, and then we'll just do a montage from there. Because okay. I think that I, I think that like scared about what's going to happen is a good minor consequence because that'll go away. Yes, I was absolutely going to say, given the way that that scene played out, I've definitely established that there's this tension here that's eating at him. So I think that's great. Yeah. So we'll do that, and then I think. From there, I think that this is a perfect place for a montage. Specifically, this is a perfect place for a training montage. As, um, as Zach, like, walks you through the, um, he walks you through, like, the family practices, I guess is the best way to describe it. You know what I mean? Yes. So, yeah. So I think that's going to be that's what you're training for is to fit in with the fa- with like these sort of family officials. Excellent. So I think I think what he does I think the way that we cut to montage is is he's like all right great you're going to be part of the family but you know what that means shopping trip. I I thought you were going to say that. <laughs> and like eighties pop music starts playing. So I'm gonna ask you for a roll. Okay. Of uh, a skill roll with your chosen skill. So what skill do we want this to be to fit under? To give you like a like a bonus specialization. Right. So this one's a little tough because. <sighs> Even, like, well, I, if there's something else that you want to train for. No, I'm, I'm definitely good to train for this. I'm just trying to figure out what skill kind of works best here. Um, okay, so, well, so first off, we create a montage aspect. 
Right. That is uh, fits it, fitting in with the family. Yes. Then um, we choose associated skills called montage skills. So for this, let me pull up the skill list. I'm thinking this is just generally going to be any, like, social skill. Right. So... so contact, I'm thinking contacts, um, persuade, provoke, will. Okay. So I'm definitely thinking I could probably use a boost in any of those skills. I'm the worst at will and contacts. Well, I think this actually isn't boosting the skill. I think what this is boosting... Let me double-check the rule book. Oh, right, because it definitely... Um... The way... What, let's see. This is boosting... I think this is giving you a free invocation of the montage aspect. Yes. And then there's some yeah. special rules for when you activate them. It allows you to do some fun stuff with the dice. Yeah. Okay. So make me a skill roll with any of those like skills, um, contacts, persuade, provoke, or will. Okay. And based on the result of that, uh, the difficulty is again a three. Mm-hmm. So from there, we'll describe how the montage goes. All right. I think I'm going to go off of persuade, and I'm going to frame this by... We're doing the shopping trip, and there's a bunch of scenes of Augustine kind of popping out of these different... Uh, dressing rooms in different clothes. Like, mm-hmm. at one point, he's got the suit on that has the biggest flare on the lapels. They're just insane. Mm-hmm. Um, and then he's doing one of those weird, like, suit jacket and a turtleneck combinations. There's just all of these different, like, classic, classic 80s looks. Yeah. And finally, he comes out in a, uh, just like a white suit, hair slicked back, points out the finger guns at Zack, and he gives a big yeah. thumbs up. And right, so, yeah. Ooh, that is not looking great. Oh, no. Uh, so that's a minus four on a skill roll that is three, so that's a minus one. Okay. So you do not get the extra bonus invocation, but you do get one free invocation of fitting in with the family. Okay. So you can you can invoke it. You can invoke this montage once as we do the full shopping trip montage. You're stepping out from the things. He gives you the thumbs up. You look perfect. We cut to a series of shots, of quick shots, of... It looks almost like a red carpet gala, or gala. Mm-hmm. Except it's in, like, the Morrissey Plaza is this really nice high-rise that is just in, like, the rundown part of town. Like, downtown. Right. A glass spire rising out of the slums. Yeah, and it's not far from Huck's place. So it's, like, fitting in with that really dark, like, day-glow hellscape that is downtown Shorevale. I'm loving it. So there's this weird, almost red-carpet gala feel as all of these really ostentatiously dressed individuals with all sorts of different flair among them Soviet, like a Soviet national surrounded by his like um, entourage uh, a member of the Oni who are the, the pirates of the, of the Pacific Rim mm-hmm. this really beautiful dressed woman carrying like a saber 
okay. at her side is like is like there are just people attending to her as she walks in, and it's just things like that, like all sorts of very very elaborate. A lot of a lot of peacocking is happening here. As the various crime crime syndicates are like showing off, like yeah, we're doing great. How are you doing? Great, great. Then we awesome. get to the family, and the family pull up in a limo. They're all wearing the exact same white suit that you're wearing. Okay, I like the idea. Given this whole like peacock aesthetic, mm-hmm. that everyone they're wearing these white suits, but they've also got black ties with these like spiderweb patterns inlaid on them yeah that's great that's perfect so yeah they've got these beautiful spider ties and the white suits and the last person to step out and she's wearing the exact same like suit spider tie uh the last person well i should add no yeah you're definitely meeting them there because i'm about to compel an aspect okay the last person to step out is florence and the camera lingers on her for a long time and it's odd like you know, like, it's almost slow motion. She, like, adjusts her tie. People are around her. How do you slide in to this crowd looking like you belong, but slipping in from the outside? You know what I mean? Yeah, so, essentially, I think what's going to happen is, as this limo is pulling up, we can see that I am kind of off on the on the sides and I've got like a large metal tray with a number of different champagne flutes on it, etc. Mm-hmm. I'm dressed just enough like I might be one of these service like waiters here. The suit is obviously like more refined and there's the distinctive spider tie, but like at a glance could be. Okay. Yeah, 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 that makes sense. So as they're parking and pulling up, I essentially smoothly slide down this tray of champagne and hors d'oeuvres and kind of sidle into the crowd so what that that's exactly what happens you get inside and there's this beautiful display of like different tables it's almost like a wedding Mm -hmm. the tables all the different parties have their own table you sit down like you walked in you sit down there's an empty chair there's an empty chair because they never know exactly how many people are coming Mm -hmm. so there's an empty chair you sit down and I am going to compel an aspect of yours. Okay. I'm going to compel your man of two hearts trouble aspect. Absolutely. And say that you sit down. Florence sits across from you. And uh, at this point, I want to ask, describe to me what, what, what you think Florence looks like. So I think that Florence is tall. She's probably... 5'10", 5'11". Um, she's definitely got, like, dark, intense eyes. She wears her hair um, relatively naturally, like I like to imagine. It's, like, it's not, like, full-on afro levels of, like, blown out. Sure. But it, it's cut kind of close, but it still kind of creates this halo effect. Okay. She's got these intense eyes. Um, and she's done her makeup relatively conservatively. Okay, that's perfect. Yeah. I love it. So she sits down, and she's looking just perfect. She looks perfectly professional. Until she sits down directly across from you without realizing it. Mm-hmm. And the two of you lock eyes from across the table. 
Now, I want to compel this Man of Two Hearts aspect and ask you, like, uh, if you accept it, mm-hmm. I want to ask you how you make such an ass of yourself that you have to, like, excuse yourself and you find yourself, like, separated from the group. Okay, so I'm going to say that the she sits down just as the waitstaff comes by and drops a bunch of glasses of very red wine at the table. We lock eyes. I seize up, awkwardly raise my hands, put them back down. Uh, I, it's, it's been a while. I (laughs) fancy seeing you here. It's, um, (laughs) is it, is it warm in here? Is it, is it hot? Um, sorry, I'm, I'm getting a, a little bit, I'm, I'm a little bit thirsty. Um, and I grab the wine and my hands are just shaking as I, I pick it up and it doesn't even touch my lips. I just accidentally pour almost this entire glass of wine right down my shirt. Oh, and it's on the white suit. Oh, yep. it's awful. Oh, this is ups- this is upsetting. This is upsetting to me. It was expensive. That was not a cheap suit. No. Oh, Zach is going to be heartbroken. He is. He worked hard on that. He did. So, I immediately grab the... And at this moment, I should specify, she's trying to, like, help you, like, but she is as flustered as you are, and she's like, Augustine, what are you doing here? I, never, you, never mind. Gentleman's agreement. Gentleman's agreement. It's funny to see, funny to see you here. Oh god, why did you, oh no, you're, it, oh, you're covered in wine. It looks like you're with a, you, you can't. She's like, you're both just, it's a mess. Yeah, I, I am patting myself down with my napkin and. She is alternately patting you down, like trying to pad you, help pad you down, but like also not doing it because she's like, I shouldn't be touching. Right, yeah, like be scared touching. to touch. There's like kind of this on again, off again. Um, and I'm like, I need the bath, bathroom, um, wine shirt. Um, I, I, yes, I, please, please, uh, five minutes. The auction starts five minutes. Yeah. Five, five, be back five minutes. Five. I can do five, 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 five. Um, And then I like almost lean in to kiss her cheek. And then like, I pull back and then like, I look at her eyes, and then my eyes, like, go up and down the suit, and I look her at the in the eyes again, and I, like, almost shove the napkin down <laughs> into the pocket of my suit and just walk towards the bathroom. You you lock her in the eyes, and she is just flushed with blushing. Like, she's, like, she almost expected the kiss, and she's just like, I, you gotta go to the bathroom. I need to get myself together. This is important. Yeah, yes, uh, big deal. <laughs> big day. So, um, what happens is in the bathroom, you are cornered by someone. Uh, someone in, with intent to attack you. Uh, it is a member of the family, they're wearing the night suit, and they're like, they're like, uh, they're cornering you to like, rough you up. Because they figured out that you shouldn't be here. Based okay. partially on Florence's just utter mess of a reaction. Mm-hmm. So my, so they, they corner you, this is a the cartoon big bald guy that hangs out with the gang. Okay. So how do you react when he's, like, walking up to you and he's like, you shouldn't be here, Chew. You're out of the group. I don't want to do this. We had a good run, but, I mean, this is this is work. Uh, so I put my hands up. Look, gentlemen's agreement, I, I got my way in here. 
parlay rules, you know, we've all got a horse in this race. I'm not trying, I'm not trying to screw you. Okay. I've got my own stuff going on. Just let me have this. And I want to imagine that he's not having this. So he kind of reels up to take a swing. Mm -hmm. And I do one of those classic action movie things where I still have the wine soaked, uh, napkin in my my suit pocket okay yeah and i kind of pull it out and use it as like a, a hand trap and i pull him down against the sink i like it um so go ahead and make me that roll yeah i believe would be a fight roll fight roll yeah yeah <laughs> uh so that's a net zero that was a, a minus three um well, in that case, why don't uh, you probably want? This is probably an instance where you want to compel an aspect or invoke an aspect to take this guy down. I'm actually actively enamored with the idea of this getting rough, yeah, getting roughed up here. I want to see yeah, okay. where this complication takes me. Okay, um, so you you try to do exactly do that, and it goes off exactly, and he stands up, and like there's just crumbling porcelain. Oh. He is now go. He's going to. Uh, so I'm going to ask you for an evasion roll, a difficulty of five to avoid taking stress or consequences. Okay, I think that they wrapped evasion into another skill here. Yeah, um, I think athletics? it's athletic. Yeah, it's athletics. So make me an athletics. Okay. Um, with a difficulty of five. I Ivan Ivan I forgot <laughs> I forgot you've just your head is like a girder and I that's dropped, why they call me the girder drop to the floor and try to roll out of the way there's okay. <laughs> the only way I can make this is if I get a plus four off the bat so I'm probably going to wind up invoking an aspect here okay yep that's a mm, that's a minus one so not gonna happen even if I invoke I'm okay. cool with that though. I'm definitely cool with. Okay, so you can take five stress, which means you'll probably, which means you'll have to take at least a minor, um, at least a. I think at this point, probably a minor consequence because I think that that minor consequence of you being flustered went away when you got super flustered. Okay. Yeah. I'm... So you're gonna have to take at least a minor consequence. Definitely. Or well, yeah. I was gonna say, or if you um, if you bow out and you 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 say that this takes you out for the scene, what you what um, what will happen is that you're out, and they've just like dumped you in a broom closet, but you'll still be able to hear everything that happens within the auction itself. Okay, so mm, I don't think I'm quite ready to bow out of this one yet. Okay. Um, so you take five stress. Five stress, and the way that it works with consequences is consequences are kind of um, they're like stress boxes. So by taking a minor consequence or by taking a mild consequence, sorry, I keep saying minor, but it's mild, or it might be minor. I don't know. I have it written down as mild, so I'm going to go with that. If you take the first consequence box, it counts as you taking two stress. Okay, so that would still fill my physical stress track all the way up. So I'm going to take the the next one up the. It should only fill one stress box. So the ways that stress, I'm gonna the way that stress works in fate is a little bit tricky. It's um every fate every stress box you have counts as you taking that much damage. Oh right. You don't have to mark them in order, so you can just mark off that three stress box. Yes. Or one yes, of your yes, three yes. stress boxes, and that'll count as you taking three hits. 
Yep, I've been spending so much time looking at White Wolf-style health tracks that I'm so used to watching things like Cascade and Fill Up. So yeah, I I will take that two then and uh, mark my three. Okay. So your minor consequence is just a black eye as he just wallops you. Love it. So what's your next move? And remember, you do have fitting in with the family as your montage aspect if you want to continue to try to talk your way out of it. Yes, I was actually hoping to do something here where I I want to leverage insight, like okay. kind of get a read on him, and then try to push one of his buttons in order to de-escalate the situation. Okay, I like that. I like that a lot. This one's going to be fairly easy because he's not equipped for that kind of, like, he's he's showing his hand. Because that's part of his deal, right? Like, he show, he's, he's the guy to very openly be like, yeah, you're in trouble. That's why I'm here. Mm-hmm. So this is only, you're only going to need a one to, like, to get that button to push. Okay. To, to lay out that aspect of having that button to push. Awesome. Uh, so I got a plus zero on that, but I have a five in insight, so that's a five. So that is, you get a full aspect, and you get two invocations off for free on that, as well as just the aspect hanging around. So let me ask you, what's the button that you want to push on Ivan the Girder? So I like... Ivan the Girder has been getting in trouble recently because he's getting a little big for his britches and overstepping his bounds. As evidenced by him beating you up here, yeah. Exactly. So he is one bad move away from taking like a severe, like from some severe retribution from the family for for stepping out of line. So I want to invoke that. Okay, that makes perfect sense. So it's stepping out of line. Or I'm gonna put I'm gonna make the aspect on the outs with the family. I like it. So I start rubbing my jaw. Look, look, look. Ivan, Ivan, Ivan. I I put my hands like a little bit on my chest and then I point out I'm not doing so great. Look at me. I Yeah, I've I've heard. We've all we have I've heard things. Sitting at a table out there with Florence, with Florence, and I've got wine all over my shirt. This auction is starting in, what, two minutes now? I don't have time for this, and I know that you don't have time for this. You might not have spilled wine down your shirt, but you've spilled wine down your shirt, socially speaking. You know what's going to happen if they find out what happened in this bathroom here? You know what the family is going to do to you? Look. Uh, you don't want to end up like Huck Spindley, do you? That guy, it's... I, he just, he doesn't know how to eat a... doesn't even know how to eat a sandwich right. We all know that he's very unsettling. It's difficult to imagine that he's been as successful as he has been in this life. It, it's not very successful, but it's more than you would expect. It's surprising. But you are just so close to crossing the line into Spindley County. I don't want to, I really don't, I, all right, I'm going to call it, so, okay, make me the, make me that persuade roll, but you can freely, you get free, two free invocations of that, of that, on the outs with the family. All right. As well as anything else, that, as well as the, uh, your, as well as one invocation of fitting in with the family that you can use at any point in the adventure. All right, so, given that I've got a pretty solid persuade, I'm going to take that, that free invocation. Mm-hmm. I got a plus one on the roll base, so that's three plus my persuade of three, so that's six. Yeah, you succeed. 
yeah, you you take he 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 bows out, which is to say he's like, I really, you don't think I'm gonna end up like spindly, do you? I just, oh god, I just look, temperance, temperance. You heard of you, have you heard of the? I mean, breathing exercises, meditation, anything. Countdown from ten when you think that you're gonna when you're gonna hit someone, just consider the consequences. Okay, you're right. You're right. You're right. Okay. Listen, we got to get back now. Um, we got to get back now. Uh, you look fine. Fine? I'm, Nobody's going to yeah. notice. Let's just let's get back to the okay. table. Okay. Here, I'll take your seat. You take mine. You won't be able to see her. It's okay? Yes, please. Please. So you go back, and the there's already a young woman on, uh, like, at a podium. Ladies and gentlemen, my name is Clara Spindley. I am the legal associate for the spider. It is my pleasure to welcome you all here to this auction, but you really don't want to hear me speak, so allow me to introduce my superior, um, the spider. And she, like, steps down, and the spider comes up, and the spider is wearing a beautiful black suit. They are, the the, the spider, they are a very bulky figure, like, they're very square. Mm-hmm. They're like a rectangular figure, you can't really, they, they look... Just very rectangular. There's no real detail you can see in their in the like their body beyond mm-hmm. just square, and they're wearing like a spider themed like lucha mask. Ooh, okay. And they stand up. Hello, my friends, glorious members of the gentlemen's agreement. It is a magical time for crime, and I'm not just referring to Arcanum, the crime wizard. And it cuts to a guy in a magician's costume, just laughing. He's just yucking it up. And that sort of awkward corporate patter goes on for a few minutes. Now, let me ask you something. Mm Mm-hmm. You notice something as the spider is giving this, like, corporate patter. Okay. You notice um, a tick or a turn of phrase or something, like like something about them that is immediately familiar to you and probably you alone. What, what is that tick or turn of phrase or something that is initially initially recognizable and you can't figure out where, and then you find yourself getting annoyed, but sort of also kind of like smiling a little bit at it? What is that tick? So I think that they are in a position where – they're not in a position, but they – the tick is that they keep kind of pulling down uh, around their suit like – Almost as though it's trying to write up and they want to make sure that it just keep it down and stop it from writing up. Like maybe they aren't quite too big to fit in it, but it's getting at that point where you probably got to start thinking about sizing up and they're just not willing to do it. So they just have this awkward push where they keep like fidgeting and pulling at the corners of their suit. Yeah. Okay. That's exactly what you see in the pull. You, you see them, you see them do it like twice and mm-hmm. they're fairly spread apart. And, like, yeah. the first time you see it happen, the thought crosses your mind of, like, shouldn't the spider be able to afford a suit that, like, fits them perfectly? And slow, like, you're watching them, and then it, like, something about the way they're pulling you, like, I don't think that suit was made for them. Or maybe it wasn't made for their body. And then, like, you see them, you see the spider, he's, the spider, they're talking, and they kind of glance ever so slightly and imperceptibly in your direction, and that's when they, like, adjust the second time. And they, like, real consciously pull down their shirt. And it's at that moment that you glance over uh, to where you were, to um, 
you glance around the table and you notice Ivan's there. A few of the other family members are there. But someone's not there. Florence is not at the table. Mm-hmm. So, um, the, so the, he continues. Enough patter, enough jokes. It's time to get to business. The auction item of the evening. And they pull it up, and there's this metal tank. And inside the metal tank, well, you've seen some crazy things, August and Chew. You've seen some wild things pop up. You've never seen an alien before. <laughs> no, no, I have not. <laughs> there's this, like, squat little alien in a glass, in this, like, glass, uh, like, thing. And it's on top of a little dolly, a big, like, a dolly, and it's essentially in a jar. And it's mm-hmm. squat and fat, and it looks like, and it's, like, faces scrunchy, and it's got a giant bucket of M&Ms that it's just shoveling into its mouth. But it doesn't look happy. Like, that's the important thing here. Mm-hmm. Early in life, used properly, it can lever, it can change a crime outfit into a global power. Bidding begins at $10 million. This will be a traditional gentleman's agreement silent auction. We will reconvene in half an hour. Good day. And the crowd is like yelling and cheering and the aliens freaked out and they wheel it off and the spider walks off and everybody starts like filling out forms and just kind of chatting off as chatter at this point. Mm-hmm. But um, I'm, I'm going to give one last compel for you. Okay. Just as a way of saying like as an objective. Mm-hmm. More so than a, a like a bad thing happens, mm-hmm. that um, you happen to glance like almost lock eyes with the alien, and you're like, I can't, can't let this happen. Okay. So I'll... you have to find a way back to that alien to help it. Okay, I will absolutely take that. As this is going on, as the the bidding begins, I look over the table where the family is and I look at all of these different very colorful figures who are at this meeting and I think back to when I came in, the way that I came in and I look at this awkward kind of busboy who is walking away from one of these tables back towards the the service exit mm-hmm. and I, I start tailing him. He's essentially same approximate build sure and as he turns the corner towards this this exit i take a hard turn and press him up against a wall this is going to sound very strange but give me your clothes all right make me a provoke roll this is going to be a difficulty of one i will say three because you're not necessarily doing it he's going to give you his clothes one way or the other it's if he it's if it takes him long enough for somebody to notice what's happening. Okay. So a difficulty of three. Da, da, da. That's a plus one on a provoke of two, so that is three. Perfect. Uh, so you get the clothes. You're now dressed as the bus boy. So I'm going to use this back-end service access that I have to try to get myself on the kind of other side of the the auction situation. So if there's any way that I can kind of get back up towards where the alien is now that I have this extra yeah, disguise. With, with, Ooh. with ease, you're able to like walk around pretty easily. Right, so Um so you get to you get to the back. There's this like holding container they have him in. There's a few people tending to him like 
hand, like, you know, moving around monitoring things, a few scientists, and you feel a hand on your shoulder. You feel the, like, hand around your mouth, around arm around your neck, and you're pulled into, like, a stairwell, and you're face-to-face with the spider. What are you doing here, Augustine? Oh, mm, you know who I am. I <laughs> had this whole charade planned, this lot of funny voice work. Uh, sorry, <laughs> but... What are you doing here, Augustine? The... I mean, the alien, you can't, you can't seriously, that's, it's seriously messed up. The spider pulls off, the spider goes to the bottom, goes to the the ropes in the back. You can't be back here, Augustine. And they pull off, they pull off the wig, and the hair, that just about perfect afro hair, like, pops Mm -hmm. up, but it's a little bit matted now. Yeah. She pulls off the thing, she pulls out the little voice modulator. You can't be back here. I let you sit at the table. You're going to cause a scene, Gustin. Florence, look, this... You want to know why I had to walk away from this? Look, look at yourself. You're... I mean, it's... That's basically a kid that you've got over there. You're feeding it M&Ms. That's not healthy, first of all. That's not good. But you're also tr- you're selling it into a life of slavery is what you're doing here. Things go- I, we got way in over our heads, okay? Yeah, I know that we're not. You think good. I don't know that? <laughs> you think I don't know that we're in over our head? This is. Do you realize how much money there's going to be to play here? Do you not? Have you not for a second thought about why I might be in on this plan? Yeah, sure. There's a lot of money at stake. This but... is this is get out of the game money, Augustine. You you never think. And this is when I'm going to ask you to make a a roll as like Yeah, I'm going to ask you to make a roll to resist getting emotional as she starts laying into you about like couples therapy stuff. Actually, can I just crumble into that? Yeah, yeah, if you want to take a compel and just crumble into that, that's, that's a into perfect that. compel. No. So she's laying into you. <laughs> Look, what you don't understand is that the problem is that I am thinking and that you're not thinking, Florence. Do you remember why we started doing this? Do you remember? <laughs> Back when we were, what, 18, 19? We had ideals. We had beliefs. And I looked in the mirror one day and I realized that those were gone, Florence, that... That kid had died, and I'm trying to drag him back. You, you go through with this. The Florence that I fell in love with is gone, okay? Your your words, your words, she, she's taken aback. And she's like, if, 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 and that's a big if, maybe, maybe you're right. Maybe, maybe, I'm just saying, if you were happened to be right, like, what could I do now? There's no, there's no way to like just suddenly say, "Oh, the alien left." We would, there would have to be some sort of somebody's got to take a fall and free and and be the one that let the alien out. Look, they, everyone here knows what's going on. What happened between us? The falling out, the break. God, 
damn it, I love you, Florence, but... <laughs> I can take the fall. I... Am... I, I can take the fall. I can pull a fire alarm or something, rush off with this alien and I don't know, make a break for the docks, something, anything. As you're saying that, out of nowhere, she just grabs you and kisses you real deep. Mm -hmm. Music swells. It's the big moment. Yeah. She's like, somebody's got to take a fall, but I never said it had to be one person. And she, like, puts the thing back in her mouth, and she puts the mask back on. You handle the alien. I'll handle the rest. And we'll meet, we'll meet at our usual spot. One hour. If you're not there in 90 minutes, then I'm gone. One hour. She, the, the spider walks back out. The last, they, uh, they look at you, the spider looks at you, mm -hmm. pulls out like a machine pistol. And just, like, takes out three people as they walk. There's been a change of plans, gentlemen! The winner of the auction is, as always, the spider. Never question the plans of a spider. Never rely on the terms of an outdated agreement. And she's just open and fire. And she, like, quickly looks back at you as the crowd, as, like, people are, like, opening fire on her, and she's, like, crouched behind a table. So this is the big finale scene, is you have to get... To that alien, break that thing, and then just get out. Okay. When you say that thing, do you mean the, um... The alien, yeah, the alien. Okay. Not a, scent, not a, not a, not a nice way to refer to the alien at all. It's the living <laughs> being. This small, precious boy. I don't know what its gender is, but the small, precious being. Um, so, yeah, I'm going to... Hmm. Brace myself. Kind of take a low, like squatting run um maneuvering behind as much cover as i possibly can but also taking as straight a path as possible without putting myself in the direct line of fire trying to run back to this alien all right so make me an athletics roll and uh the big thing to point out is that i think you have four fate points at the moment yes i do you have four fate points and i think you still have you still if you can justify the, the invocation, you have a free invocation of both fitting in the family and Ivan's on the outs with the family. Meanwhile, I have two fate points, as well as one invocation of your black eye. Yes, so I think that what I'm going to do, actually, is Ivan is relatively close to the service door. Mm -hmm. I'm going to pat him on the, on the back as this firefight is breaking out. Girder, you cover me. Make sure that I get out of this fine. Don't ask any questions. And Florence will make sure that you live the rest of your days with the family in a very, very comfortable position. Say goodbye to Huck Street. You're going straight to the top. You had me at don't ask any questions. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so... Yep, so you invoke that. So what happens is, well, why don't you describe to me what happens? He's going to, he's, whatever you need him to do for your, for the next part of your plan, he's going to do. Okay, so these tables are like these kind of like big round style, like wedding reception tables, right? Yeah. So 
I'm going to say that a lot of these have been knocked over in the ins- like the ensuing commotion. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And Ivan essentially picks one up and starts maneuvering it so that I can hide behind it kind of as a mobile shield okay. as I'm rushing back towards the the stage. Okay. So you're shielded. So yeah, so you, you get to the stage without a problem. Now you now you're faced with this con- this like containment tank. Finally figured out the word I was looking for it was containment tank. Containment and tank. Yes. The alien is staring at you, and it's like got a fistful of M and M's, and its neck it like cricks at its neck, and it's got this real long neck, and you can see the like vertebrae sticking out of it at this point as it mm-hmm. like leans forward, and it like hocks its head at you. What do you do now? So I look at it. In the eyes, I'm kind of squatted down so I'm at its level, and I point to myself, and I point toward the spider, and I do that a couple of times, Mm -hmm. and then I point at the alien, and I kind of raise my hands in a questioning shrug. What I want to do is actually use my open book stunt. Okay. Wherein, by revealing one of my own aspects, in this case, man with two hearts, I am then able to learn one of the alien's aspects. Okay. Um, yeah, so what happens is it sees you do this, and it, like, cricks its neck out, and it, like, backs up a little bit, and it cricks its neck out a little further, and it's now got, like, a real long, you notice it's got a weirdly long neck, mm-hmm. and you see these vertebrae, and it, like... It, like, puts its head down in such a way that it can kind of stretch out the back of it. And you notice that it's got this real long, this real long head. Mm-hmm. And it, like, opens its mouth, and it's got these real long, sharp teeth. And it opens its mouth wide, and a little second head pops out. <laughs> and it's like, ah! Oh, boy. And it, like, opens its mouth, and it says, Earthman, I can read your thoughts. I am an advanced scout of the Zarthar Vasion Force... You do not need sign language with me. Please show me a little bit of dignity. Okay. I apologize. This is this is my first time at this particular rodeo. I'm flustered. Fair. Listen. She loves you. You need to listen more. I You know what? You you've called me out on that one. I think that in this interaction here, you you've really clearly established that I'm not doing a good job of listening or taking any sort of hints. But in Invasion Force, that's worrisome. Here's here's what I can do for you, Earthman. Help me out of here. Get me to the roof that I may return home. And I will, pro- I will tell my superiors that Earth is a barren, unlivable waste unfit for our army. Okay, so I guess then there's one important question. Yes, do you want me to transport you up there, in the tank, or out of the tank? Uh, out of the tank. This is miserable. Okay, also, and I start, like, are there latches on this thing, or is it, like, padlocked, uh, or? There's a computer terminal and by where near the 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 lawyer woman that, you, that, like, gave the introduction. She's, like, freaking out and trying to avoid gunfire. There's a computer terminal that would, like, manually open it you can see there's a seam along the top that would like open up okay so i look at the computer and i start rushing towards that but as i'm running like 
Do you even like M&Ms? Oh, no, these are delicious. I'm taking these. We like, I, normally I eat flesh, like the flesh of the living, but like, I don't know how you earth folk made these, but they're wonderful. It's a, it's a mystery. And I start hacking away at the, the computer terminal. Okay. And as I'm doing it, I actually look over at Clara Spindley, realizing very quickly that I don't have the technical savvy to probably handle this on my own. I'm going to rely on Augustine's primary skill set, which is convincing other people to do the things that he's not good at doing. Sure. Okay, so make me a persuade roll and then see what and then say what you need to say from there. All right, cool. So that's a plus one on top of my persuade of three, so that's four. Perfect. She, yeah, she's, whatever you say, that's exactly the thing to say. Clara, Clara, Spindly, Clara Spindly, you're, you're Huck's kid, right? You, you know my dad, I'm, oh my god, I'm, this is a bad time, but I, let me say that I'm so sorry. He, he misses you, he needs someone in his life, okay? I know that he's not been... He's not been the best guy, okay? He's a mess. He's in pain. But unless you do something for him, that pain's never going to go away. If you help me, I can help make sure that you get out of here. Help repair that relationship with your dad. Just help me get this alien out. You've already convinced me. Let me do this. (laughs) And she, like, runs to the thing, and she she enters the keys... And like the thing opens, and the crowd is now actively panicking as there's as there's an alien, and it stands up to reveal itself, and it's it looked pudgy, but that's because you can tell that it was like crunched up. Mm-hmm. It stands up, and now beyond like a flabby gut that it's gotten from eating eating just thousands of M and M's, it's got like the exposed rib cage and the spines along the back, and a tail, and its crinkly neck, and the rows of teeth. So yeah, now it's the crowd. Now they're freaking out. Now the the, the last challenge that you're going to need to make is you need to take uh, Clara and the alien and get them out of there while there's gunfire blaring and etc. and so forth. Okay, so I grab Clara by the wrist and I start motioning back towards behind where Ivan is set up behind this table okay. and I want to rush us back. Like I'm barreling over any obstacles I can towards this service exit so that we can break for a staircase that'll lead up to the roof. Mm-hmm. Okay. Perfect. So I'm going to ask for an athletics roll. Excellent. Uh, I am going to uh, proverbially smoke them if I got them mm-hmm. and say that um, normally it would be a three. Mm-hmm. But it's actually going to be, I'm going to say it's going to be a full seven to get out of there with no complications. Because, like I said, there's a firefight, so there's guns blazing. Mm-hmm. So to evade gunfire is going to be very difficult. Yes. And the uh, the other thing I'm going to invoke is on the outs with the family. Mm-hmm. And say that the big thing is Ivan has now blocked the doorway and he's like, I want that alien. I want okay. that alien. So those are the two things you're going to have to navigate. Okay, so I am going to try to make my way across the room, but I'm going to do it first by trying... Is this... 
containment tank like on wheels or yeah it's on a, it's on a dolly yes so i'm gonna take the dolly and i'm just going to push it into the fray okay to create a distraction in that way and capitalizing on that distraction i'm going to take clara and the alien and i am going to bull rush ivan essentially and hope that the sheer force of the chaos and the fact that the alien is now cutting a pretty intimidating uh, figure that we can kind of intimidate our way out of that particular... Okay, that makes sense. I'm going to say that you're going to make a provoke roll. Okay. Difficulty 7. Difficulty 7. Um, you're, you can um, So you can use the points that you have to invoke the alien aspect. Mm-hmm. Advanced scout of the invasion force. Okay. You can use it to invoke uh, on the outs with the family if you want. You can use it to invoke a dolly, just aspect of, like, dolly. Mm -hmm. Whatever you want to do. So, yes, definitely base. I'm going to absolutely invoke the invasion force aspect and then the dolly aspect. And then depending on how this roll goes, I might also spend my last fate point on another relevant aspect. Okay. I think you have two more fate points, unless you spent one that I'm missing. Left. Um, I thought you had four. I thought you had four. Oh, maybe I do. I, I, for some reason in my head, assumed that I spent one to convince Clara. I just rolled well. <laughs> you just rolled well, yeah. Okay. Um, so that is a base provoke of two. So I'm at six. So I am going to need to invoke one more aspect. And I think that what I want to do is invoke my man with two hearts aspect. I was about to suggest that exact thing. As we're getting close to the door and Ivan is standing there, I'm going to look back to Florence and we're going to have this kind of like intense eye contact moment. And then this is actually actively distracting. And Ivan has actually like leapt over the table that he's using to blockade the door and is standing over me like arms raised, kind of like he's going to take both of his fists and just drive him into the back of my head. Mm-hmm. And then there's a gunshot into his thigh and he drops down because Florence saw him coming, mm-hmm. which then opens the That's way for us to dive back. Ex- exactly what happens. Yeah. So, so you push through, he goes down and he's like, ah, oh, my leg, you couldn't even kill me. I pat him on the back and say, easy street from here on out, buddy. Easy street. <laughs> so, you push through, you make it up the stairs, you're on the roof with Clara and the alien, it looks at you, it locks eyes with you, it puts up its finger, it lights up. And it's like that creepy long alien finger, so it's super weird. Mm-hmm. It lights up, and it just says, report to home base, Earth is uncolonizable, it's a barren rock, set forces for Mars. And it winks, which, again, weird, because it's an alien. Oh, so creepy. It's a xenomorph. And it, like, opens its mouth again, and the second one comes out. Best of luck to you, Earthman. You've shown me kindness at a time of need. So, I'm going to reach into my suit pocket. I'm going to pull out the wine-stained tablecloth, and I'm going to say, thank you for... Showing me what I was too blind to realize about myself. I'll never forget the kindness you've done me. And 
I extend the table or the yeah the uh, the handkerchief to him and say, and I hope that you'll do the same for me. And so it disappears in a flash of light. Okay, I know exactly how this ends. It disappears in a flash of light, and you're left standing, and Clara's standing next to you, and she's like, So that was an alien. So that was weird. And at that moment, um, Florence bursts through the room in the in the spider suit without her mask on. And she's shooting, and she's like, We gotta go! And like a crowd of them, a crowd bursts through the door. The, the three of you run, you jump off a ledge, there's a freeze frame. I love it. And you're all, you all are, are okay for the scene. Awesome. Awesome. That was a lot of fun. That was a lot of fun. So, uh, let me ask you, since this is a playtest, um, is there anything that really worked for you? Anything that didn't work, uh, either setting-wise or mechanics-wise? Um, you know, I, I think that some of the things that were a little bit weird are more specific to this particular format where, because we were on a relatively tight time frame, like we had to kind of yeah. contrive the consequence that led to the montage. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I, that's that, I, I, quite frankly flowed from the narrative. So I also don't have like an actual issue with that either because it made sense in context mm-hmm. um you know we didn't wind up keying off of the um the montage aspect that we created but that was also because i was probably over eager to dig my own grave uh that's a good that's a good thing in fate though i think it's i think it right. works i think it was more that we wanted to do the montage than we wanted to necessarily use it in play. I'm inclined to agree with you. So I think, I don't think there's anything in the game that didn't work for me. I think the setting stuff really worked for me. Yeah, I I absolutely agree with you. Um, I think that yeah, just given the way that we were approaching it, those <laughs> things aren't problems because in the flow of act- like other, other play context, it would have been used it's- and I'm Despite the fact that I have an AP that involves a relatively mechanically robust game, I'm super, super keen on just hand-waving stuff and rolling with the narrative. Yeah. So, I, th- I, think, I think the 20-some episodes of the show have shown that I feel the same. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, I, I actually really did like the establishing the characters where... I liked that a lot. I wasn't sure I would, and I really liked that. And that's something that I don't remember being in Fate Core, so I think that's a really good addition. Right, I think that there's some, like, early, like, campaign-level, like, setup stuff that facilitates that, but not quite on the same level, and I really liked the way that it allowed us both to quickly establish a character that got, like, here's this really solid image, and then you were able to then throw something else on top of there that added Mm -hmm. a little bit of texture or something. I thought that was yeah, really, really good, and it gave like a lot of stuff to push forward the, the story, and to give the characters... Yes, I, it was great. I agree. I agree. I strongly agree. Um, yeah, I don't think I have anything else, so um, Quinn, no. thank you so much for coming on Party of One. Yeah, thank you for having me. This was <laughs> just a blast. That was great. That was awesome. Um, so, real quick, why don't you run down uh, some social media plugs, etc., and so forth? Oh, yes. So... You can find my podcast at swallowsofthesouth.com, 
We are on Twitter at Swallows of South. You can find my personal Twitter account at Monkey Pie Quinn. That is M O N K I P I Q U I N N because I like to be deliberately inaccessible. Um, so you can find me there. The show is also on Google Plus at Swallows of the South, on Tumblr at Swallows of the South Um, I've also got a micro game that I wrote about Guy Fieri that is floating around the internet. I literally forgot about that until just now, but yes, yes you do. So, uh, I can shoot you a link and then maybe you can put that in the show notes. It's just an yes, open Google I Doc. should. Um, if you happen to live in San Diego, I perform at the National Comedy Theater, generally speaking, on the last two Sundays of the month at 9 o'clock. So, if you're ever in town on a Sunday... Free at nine o'clock. Tickets are ten dollars, so not a bad deal. But yeah, uh, I think that's my my list of various social media outlets and various other plugs. Excellent. Um, well, in that case, um, Quinn, thank you so much for coming on the party of one. And I am going to throw it over to me in the future so that he can wrap up the show. Awesome. Take a future me. Thanks, past me, and thanks again to Quinn for coming onto the show. That was a delight. Be sure to check out Swallows of the South. You will not regret it. Also, be sure to follow Quinn on Twitter at MonkeyPieQuinn. And be sure to follow Swallows of the South on Twitter at Swallows of South. Then, while you're on Twitter, follow Party of One at Party of One Pod. Then like the show on Facebook at Facebook.com slash Party of One Podcast. And if you love the show, consider telling a friend. Social media shoutouts, new listeners, and iTunes review help the show achieve bigger and better things. And they honestly mean a lot to me. Thank you so, so much to everyone who has done so, so far. You are, you're just wonderful. You're all wonderful. I love you all. Party of One is produced by Jeff Stormer and Jen Frank. This episode edited by Jeff Stormer. Most music for the show, with the exception of one brilliantly executed JoJo's Bizarre Adventure meme, comes from the song Infinite Lives by Mega Ran featuring the D&D Sluggers. Until next time, party people, thanks for listening, and remember, don't turn your back on the city.